2: And I'm
1: Corey
2: Yellen. Ankylosing spondylitis is an inflammatory disease that over time can cause some of the small bones in your spine to fuse. This fusing makes the spine less flexible and can result in a hunched forward posture. If ribs are affected, it can be difficult to breathe deeply. Our guest today has been dealing with this since he was a teenager. Joining us from California is James Franco. James, thanks very much for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. Can you tell us what's the difference between ankylosing spondylitis and ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease?
3: Well, ankylosing spondylitis, it's attacking the different joints throughout my body, on my shoulder, uh, my spine, my hips, uh, even on on my feet. And from my understanding from ALS, it's um, a whole different condition where your body completely starts to shut down and to the point where you can't function anymore.
2: Mm -hmm. Now, how old were you when you first noticed that you had some health issues?
3: I was 16 years old. Uh, I vividly recall I was in high school. I was in one of my classes where I had a sharp pain in my hip, and I was playing football at the time. So at the time, I didn't know what condition I had. I thought it was because I was playing sports and that was causing the pain and that pain is i wouldn't i wasn't able to walk at times and that's when i started going to doctors
2: and what did the doctors tell you
3: well they uh, they got blood work done um in the beginning they couldn't they went to some doctors they're like oh you know you probably got a sport uh, injury so i kept on playing sports um to the best that I could, until so I found a, um, they sent me, they, saw, they noticed um, a, lot, a lot of white blood cells, inflammation in my, in my blood, and they sent me to a rheumatologist, that's when I discovered I had ankylosing spondylitis.
2: So they diagnosed that right away?
3: Yeah, when I was 16, 17 years old.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So what are the treatment options, what, what did they offer you?
3: Well, they put me on Celebrex, uh, which is an anti-inflammatory. They had me on Predazone and Metrotrex-
1: uh, Metrotrexate. Oh, my gosh. What a mixture.
3: It, it was not fun, and my body did not like it at all. Dude,
1: what, 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 of, what
2: happened what uh, Sorry, Corey.
1: Yeah, no, I was basically going to ask just what you did. <laughs> yeah,
3: what happened? Well, I noticed that um, blood in my spool when I was going to the restroom, and That scared me, and uh, they told me it was because of the um, pills I was on, and, you know, they at that time, they didn't offer me any other, you know, solution to treat my condition until I was in my early 20s, I want to say around 23, 24, when I went to a different rheumatologist, and they offered Remicade.
1: Okay, so all of these medications, though, James, were only to treat the symptoms. It, it wasn't, um, in quotations, a cure. Correct.
3: It wasn't. Uh, I, I look back and I honestly think it did more damage to my body than actually helped me out taking those medic, uh, those so called medication pills.
2: James, what, is there a cure for uh, ankylosing spondylitis?
3: There is no cure um that I that I'm aware of um that I started taking Remicade in my early 20s so that kind of put the condition in remission so it didn't allow it to progress.
2: Now tell me about uh, the pain itself. What's that like? Uh
3: the pain itself it was very painful um uh, when my Right now, I have a bamboo spine, so my bam- my spine is fused together bone to bone. And through that process, it was sleepless nights. Um, I was going crazy. Uh, I was depressed. I had very bad thoughts. Um, I slept in the nights because I couldn't sleep. I had no rest and not fun at all.
2: Now, when you say bamboo spine, explain that.
3: So what the doctors call a bamboo spine is when you're um there's no more joints or cartilage in between your your spine, so your bones are fused together from top to bottom.
1: Ooh.
2: And it's rigid like bamboo. Yes.
1: Wow. Um, so does it mainly does this illness mainly attack the spine, or does it attack your legs, et cetera, as well? And does it involve muscle or is it, does it affect bone more than muscle?
3: it affects more the joints. So what this condition is doing, uh, colossus spondylitis is attacking different joints throughout my body. Okay. So, um, back in 2009, sorry, my, my shoulder was fused together. So I had a shoulder replacement back in 2009.
2: James, uh, at any point in your life, when you mentioned that this started when you were a teenager and you go through your late teen years and your 20s, at any point in your life, did you think of committing suicide?
3: Yes, I did. It it was in my early 20s when uh, my spine was fusing together. Um, I had sleepless nights, two, three nights in a row where I couldn't sleep. It was literally driving me crazy.
2: You know, one of the things I read about this particular condition uh, is that um, there are certain foods that you have to avoid, and I want to read you something because I thought it was interesting. It says, a low-starch diet called the London AS diet claims to benefit people with ankylosing spondylitis. The theory goes that some types of gut bacteria can trigger the condition, and uh, starch feeds these bacteria. Did the doctors mention that to you at all?
3: They did not mention that at all. Um, I got to the point where I started uh, getting desperate and wanted to try different doctors, like natural doctors. I visited a doctor out in Hermanston, Washington, um, and he actually recommended me to leave out uh, red meat, uh, sugars, uh, carbs, um, any um, hot sauce like chili, and that, the when I went on that diet, um, I did lose a lot of weight, I uh, and, and that's very helpful for my joints. But at the same time, when I lost so much weight, I didn't even feel healthy at the time. And I, some friends thought I was doing drugs because I was getting too skinny at that point.
2: Now, uh, were you heavy at all before that?
3: Uh, I've gone up and down, um, throughout my years. Um, right now, I'm actually the heaviest I've ever been. I'm at 250 pounds, which is not good for my joints at all.
2: Okay, James, you have to go on this diet starting today.
3: Yeah, <laughs> wrote it down: the London London AS diet.
2: London AS diet. That's right. Now, how tall are you?
3: Uh, so I was around six feet. I've lost four, a little bit four or four more inches since my condition started when I was 16.
2: Oh, that's right, because you're, you're kind of bent over, right? Yeah.
3: yeah I'm hunched over right now, and um, I've noticed while I go through the doctors throughout the years, I've lost about four inches. Wow. And in height. Yes.
2: That's got to be depressing for you.
3: It, it was. Like I said, I went through some really tough times in my life, and um, I'm glad I did not commit suicide. I did think about it multiple times, and. Um, now in my late, uh, in my mid thirties, am um, I'm very happy. I'm very positive. Um, I have an awesome wife. She loves for who I am and I, I life is beautiful. Every day I wake up, no matter what condition.
2: That's a fantastic attitude. Good for you. And your wife's going to put you on a diet after this, right?
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, she, she always tells me I gotta eat better. I, I, I
2: gotta use it. <laughs> now, your story about using cannabis made me chuckle. Tell listeners about that.
3: So I come from a Hispanic background. I came up growing up thinking cannabis was a drug, was bad, Do not use it. I'm going to, you know, kill my brain cells in a way. That's what my, my parents always instilled in me. So uh, I always grew up around it, being in Northern California, it's everywhere around here. And my friends were always doing it, but they would never pressure me. They would never be like, "Here, take take a hit or smoke or do this and that." They would never, because I would always say no. And they always they got to the point where they wouldn't offer anymore. And then in my early twenties, is when my condition started progressing, and those sleepless nights. And one of my friends rolled the joint for me, and he said, "I want you to." Smoke this joint to see if it helps you out. If it does not help you, don't throw it away. Give it back to me because he wanted to smoke. He said, don't throw it away. Just give it back. Uh, I used to smoke um, cigarettes, not daily, but often, uh, once in a while. So I was used to smoking uh, cigarette. So I smoked that joint, and I had one of the best rests that I had in a long time, and I couldn't believe that. The cannabis helped me out so much, even more than the pills I was
1: taking. Did you did you notice um, almost instantaneous relief? Uh, what I noticed was
3: my inflammation went down, so that helped me rest that night. So, um, being medicated with the cannabis. I, I I did notice that relief right away, and that's when I started looking more into the cannabis plant.
2: James, have uh, have you noticed that? Uh, well, let me back up a bit here because I want to ask you a question about your bamboo spine. Will that yes. uh, deteriorate? I mean, or is it is it it's fused now and it can't bend anymore? Right. Correct. So, and your use of cannabis has helped relieve that pain.
3: Yeah, well, I think throughout the year since the bones already, they did their damage. When it was fusing, that's when I had the most pain. Um, I feel since it's fused now, I still get um, pains here and there. I I honestly think it's a miracle that I'm walking without pain because of the the bamboo being fused together. Um, But with the help of uh, cannabis salves, um, that I put on, on even cannabis uh, infused in alcohol, and even smoking it helps out my body, uh, control the inflammation.
1: So you're using topicals and also taking it in kind of a tincture then?
3: Uh, topicals and actually the tincture, I just started this week. Uh, uh, we made some homemade tinctures. Uh, we actually lab tested it, so it's up to 20 it's 20% uh, THC in the... In the tincture itself, so um, um, like they call it microdosing. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, right. I'm trying to see. Um, I'm keeping uh, track of my blood work, so I noticed my blood, uh, my white blood cells are high. So I started taking uh, the tinctures this week to see if that lowers my white uh, white blood cells.
1: Right. Do Do you recall the level of CBD in the tincture, James?
3: Uh I don't recall um, the level of the CBD, but it did had CBD and uh, other cannabinoids in the tincture. Right,
1: right. Because uh, CBD is very effective with you know inflammation, extremely effective. That's where it shines. Um, so I wonder, you know, I'm just wondering if that tincture it works out to approximately a one to one ratio, because you know, it, in my opinion, I think that's what, what would probably be most effective for this condition. Um, so that hence my question, re-CBD.
3: Yes. And um, actually, um, I started breeding myself and looking into strains with uh, high cabanoids that help with inflammation and arthritis and so forth. So um, I could come up with the oil that I could use to help me out with inflammation as well.
2: James, have you contacted or has, have other people with, with this particular condition um have you talked to others with this condition about your use of cannabis?
3: Uh, well, what helped me a lot when I was going through my depressed times was I would go into chat rooms where there was uh, other people throughout the, the states that had similar conditions that I have. And I would read their chats and their stories and I'll sit there and and, and shed a tear because I could relate to them. and we would go back and forth to see what helps. And I would tell them about my cannabis experience. And, you know, some, some people to this day are still think cannabis is a drug and they don't want to go that route, but I tell them my experience. So maybe it could open the doors to them and help them out and try a, a cannabis, either a tincture or a trop- topical they could use to help their, their inflammation.
2: Yeah, Corey may, makes a very interesting point about the use of CBD and inflammation. That's, uh, have you had uh, cannabis with uh, high CBD content?
3: No, so that's my, my next goal is to um, cultivate a, a, a strain that has a high CBD content and mm-hmm. turn that into yeah.
2: yeah. James, in those quiet moments... Uh, when you thoughts are going through your head, do you ever ask yourself, "Why me? Why the hell do I deserve this?"
3: I did. I did uh, when I was going through through my through my depression. Um, I'm not very a religious type of person. Like I don't go to church every Sunday, but I do believe there's something or something out there that takes care of us. And I would ask myself all the time, why me, why me, you know, Mm -hmm. what did I deserve this? And then after time, I kind of noticed that because of my condition and I go to work every day and, and I fight, I'm a fighter. And a lot of my peers and my coworkers, they would tell me all the time to this day, I respect you a lot because they see how in the condition I'm in, but I always go to work. I'm always positive and I feel like I inspire people because of my condition. So I turn that around, why me, So I'm here for this reason. I'm suffering to to inspire people.
2: Yeah, that's very admirable of you. Now, where do you think you'd be, James, if uh, cannabis hadn't helped you with this issue?
3: Uh, I might not be here talking to you guys. Uh, Cannabis has its... It's a miracle plant. I, I I believe in it a lot. It's helped me through so much. My inflammation, which helps with the pain, and and um, I'm excited to see what what it offers moving forward because there's so much we don't know about the plant. So many different oils, so different cabinoids and it, it excites me to to know maybe there's a possible cure for somebody in the future that could help them out with my condition.
2: Do the doctors that you deal with, do they know that you're on cannabis? Of course, in California is a legal state, right?
3: Yes, it's legal, uh, medical and recreational. Uh, The doctors, they don't, I, I have a rheumatologist and they don't really get into it. They ask me if I smoke and I tell them yes, but they don't get into details.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not a pharmaceutical. Are you on still on any pharmaceuticals?
3: Uh, currently, uh, I, I take infusions every eight
2: weeks of Remicade. Remicade. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You still there, James? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we kind of we're losing you. It's okay. Yeah. It's the internet connection.
1: We yeah, still got I'm, you.
2: Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Perfect. Great.
1: What would you say your your a day a day? Lo- What's your day look like when you when you're using cannabis? Do you, like, do you get up in the morning and and have a toke first thing, or do you do a little bit of a tincture, or what? What typically does it look like for you in a daytime? So in the morning time, um, I, I am able to. If I
3: take a smoke in the morning, I'm I'm able to function and do and so forth, um, but I don't I don't do it in the mornings. Um, the tinctures I do it in the evening times in case uh, cause it's an edible in case they really get to me. Then I'm at home, I'm safe, I don't have to drive anywhere. Uh, the topicals itself, um, I apply as needed. I don't have to apply every day. Um, there's days where my my back feels a lot more stiffer than others, so. I'll have the wife apply it on my back or if I need it on my knees or um, lately with this heat here, here in California, it's been over 100 degrees here. Uh, My feet have, um, have inflammation throughout the day. So that's when I apply the topicals on my feet. And it helps. Yes, the topicals help a lot.
2: Yeah, it's very uh it's a very interesting story. I think what cannabis has done for you is really uh turned your life around as you as you re- referred to earlier. And it's given you a new lease on life. How do your parents feel about uh, your use of cannabis now?
3: It's funny because um I was 24 years old when I got my medical card here in California and I got my parents in their room and I said, I need to talk to you both. And, and I told them what was going on. And I told them they understood, they saw me suffering. And as a parent, you don't want to see your child suffer. So I told them I'm using cannabis. Uh, I got my medical card. I could carry it on me. Uh, I could cultivate uh, my plants, and I'm not going to get in trouble. At first they thought I was going to get in trouble with law enforcement and so forth. And, and I told them the day that I stopped working, I stopped being uh, uh, not responsible. I start I start disrespecting you guys. Let me know and I'll stop using cannabis. And ever since I had that talk with them, they slowly but surely i they saw how I was on cannabis and I was still their son. I didn't change. I didn't do drugs, and I still was responsible. So. They they let me continue with my cannabis use, and now they they say that it helped me out so much.
2: Do you share a joint with them?
3: No, no my um, my mom's still pretty old school, and uh, uh, there's days she she uses the the, the topicals, so because it doesn't get you high or medicated, so she'll use the topicals on her because her feet will be swollen, and uh, so. Um, The wife and I, we actually started our business this year, the J&M Herbals, and we have the topicals that we started using that we didn't plan on starting a business. It just happened because these topicals started helping our family and friends.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. You've opened the door for your mom. Yes. In months from now, you can share a joint with her. Just say, tell her it's like a topical.
1: Yeah: uh, in.
2: I'm <laughs> trying to get him into trouble.:
1: <laughs> yeah, no,
3: she, she doesn't smoke, or else I would have tried to get away with the joint, but she I'm, I'm happy that she's at least trying the topicals now.
2: You've got a very interesting story because we've never interviewed anyone with ankylosing spondylitis. And uh, it's interesting from the perspective, of course, of the use of cannabis to help you with, with the pain I, I can't imagine the pain that you are in or were in over the years Does the, does the ailment, the condition, it's uh, attack your spine Now, does it then move out to your hips and shoulders and knees and, and feet and things like that?
3: Yeah. So it started with my hips and then it moved up through my spine and throughout the years I noticed what affected my, my right shoulder with fused together. Uh, I'm noticing my knees um, are starting to bother me in the mornings, and my feet as well. Um, so it's a condition that affects every, all the joints throughout the body. I couldn't tell you what joints are going to be affected next. Um, yeah. That's just, that I just, I noticed my body changing as I get older.
2: James, we really appreciate you for reaching out and uh, wanting to tell your story. It's uh, a fascinating story, and I think your use of cannabis has been uh, extremely helpful. And I wish you all the best in the future. Thanks very much for doing this.
3: Thank you for having me, and I, I really enjoy your your stories and even though they're different conditions, uh, people have on your podcast, they're they're beautiful, and you know, I'm glad that cannabis plant is helping people throughout the world.
2: Yeah, I appreciate uh, your comments. What we're trying to do is help educate uh, others about the medical benefits of cannabis and how people use it. It's their business; it's none of ours. But I think to have we've. I think uh, the last time I checked we were heard in uh, about 100 countries around the world and it's very encouraging because as the attitude that your mom and dad had about cannabis has, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, has slowly changed and they're coming to realize that it is a very beneficial medicinal um, plant that we need and that has been used for centuries and I think the stories like yours and others that we tell uh, hopefully will help other people realize that as well. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you, Cory and you Ian. Thank so much.
2: And if you'd like to help uh, support us at Cannabis Health Radio, you can do so a couple of ways. As a matter of fact, the reason I'm telling you this is because we've had some... Uh, comments from people who would like to donate and to those people who have donated uh, we greatly appreciate uh, your donation and your helping us continue with Cannabis Health Radio. You can become a monthly supporter for as little as $5 a month on our Patreon page and you can also make a one-time donation through our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And if you notice on Cannabis Health Radio, there's a little uh, pop-up that comes after you've been on about five seconds. So you can do that. And uh, the other way you can help is keep spreading the word about our show. Uh, with a, Write a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. And, and share the podcast on social media. You know, you just might be responsible for helping someone save a life and we encourage you to subscribe to our youtube channel and uh, share that with others who you think may be interested and we'd like to thank mark in belgium who posts our podcast on youtube and a big big thank you to ron zahar of roan sound in victoria here who has donated his studio time to us and we are forever grateful thank you for your support and thank you listeners for listening And uh, we wish everyone a great week and we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you.